0: hi and welcome to another episode of sober baddies here in sober town this is elaine schuyler neal
1: and this is sarah malloy
0: we are coming to you live from sober town
1: and today we're going to talk about we're going to delve into the topic of how you wear your sobriety whether you're loud and proud about it are you more anonymous and reserved kind of the pros and cons of each and all the different fun and interesting and identifying ways in between.
0: Yeah. The stages and phases of how you get to where you want to be wearing your sobriety. Sobriety, I love that. Can <laughs> just we just came put out.
1: That on a t-shirt sobriety <laughs> tea. Or in my case, sobriety with a T-E-A. Like.
0: Nice. <laughs> so I have like a teeny tiny bit of training in formal, formal training in fashion. And I have come to believe more than ever in the past however many months that sobriety is the new black. <laughs>
1: Good, because the rest of my fashion sense sucks. So at least I'll have that going for me.
0: (laughs) I just think that it's the coolest, chicest, cutting edge, non-trend following, you know, expression.
1: And for those who can't see Sarah is transmitting from her closet right now. So that's a
0: great day to on do the things cutting things edge things of, of,
1: of sober fashionista. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I know you can't hear, but look at this jean jacket with pearl studs.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. That is cool. Um, yeah. And you know, it's interesting too. Like, I feel like if you make the choice to like reveal your sobriety to others, you're kind of presented with an opportunity to redefine the stigma around alcohol and the choice to remove it from your life. Like I feel like the current stigma kind of tends to be this person quit drinking, therefore they must have a problem. Yeah. And you know, that's often the truth that is, that is often the truth, but instead of focusing on the benefits of taking alcohol away. Sometimes people will kind of latch on to kind of the darker side of it, like what your rock bottom was. They might even try to mentally compare you or lump you in with the worst drinker they know, or some sort of like uh, over the top iteration of what they define as an alcoholic. And totally. and obviously, this is really bad, right? Because you know it's this fear of being associated this way that make, that keeps like many drinkers in the dark and, and not yep. wearing their sobriety loud yep. and proud or in another more positive way, they, they hide it and they make it feel like it's something ugly that they should have a tremendous amount of shame around. What do you think about all this? What do you make? So I this? just
0: love it. I love the way you said that when you reveal your sobriety to others, it's an opportunity for you to reframe the stigma and you kind of went through a list of what other people think. And I think we need to kind of stop right there and call that list, you know, that's the list of our deepest fears of what other people think of us because we've thought it about other people. And I think if we kind of just allow ourselves to spend a moment thinking about all those stigmas are things that we created, That those are our fears that we're bringing to the table that are very real, that are totally worth this conversation. And I almost want to go through each and every one of the ones you just discussed, (laughs) because that's exactly how it is. You hit this disgusting, shameful rock bottom and you can't handle drinking anymore. Just like everyone else, everyone else is having fun at the party, but you can't, you Mm -hmm. blew it. Right. You know, and people go, Oh, I wonder, wonder what happened with her kids. I wonder, was she driving? Was she drinking at work? Was she? And then I think the reason it's so bad is because everybody goes, well, how bad is mine? Yeah. And you become this measuring stick. Well, I don't have to quit yet. Do I? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We need to unpack all that stuff you said. What?
1: Oh, well, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I feel like, I feel like that stigma of being associated that way definitely prevented me from even thinking about quitting in the beginning because I didn't want to be like lumped in with, you know, the likes of, you know, all the celebrities that have gotten in trouble or DUIs. I mean, there are some really amazing public figures and celebrities out there who are making sobriety look like a choice and not something that they had to do. And that's awesome. And let's later, you know, let's
0: make sure I'm going to put a pin in that. Let's talk about the way it's trending.
1: I do think it's trending, especially I think too, in the sober community, we have a lot more, we know a lot more of like the sober leaders if you're just yeah. new to sobriety, or you're pre-contemplating, yeah, um, you don't know no, these curious, people yet. Yeah, yeah, you don't know these people yet. Maybe you know like some of the some of the in, maybe you follow some people on Instagram, or maybe you know the celebrities. Yeah, um, but other than that, you don't know. You don't have this big community with which you can kind of compare yourself with. All oh. you have to compare yourself with are the bad associations.
0: Totally, totally. And like, let's. I mean. Those bad associations, like it did keep me from examining my drinking for years because if you're drinking, you're fine. You can handle it. You're drinking. You, you right. can handle it. But if you quit drinking, then something happened.
1: It's true.
0: It That's, I, that's I, what
1: it seems like anyway.
0: Yeah, and I think, I believe, I, I think that Laura McCowan in We Are the Luckiest said, um, you don't have to hit a rock bottom just a crossroads. And for me personally, like, yeah, I was at a rock bottom in my life. Like mentally, I don't, I, I think I could have gone a lot deeper with alcohol, you know, but it, it was a rock bottom and it was, it was a crossroads though, where alcohol was this thing that once removed my life got way better. <laughs>
1: Right, that's the thing like we don't, you know, we don't tend to focus on and I think that's, that's what is so great about being if you can get to a place of being like, kind of loud and proud about it, or even just being somewhat vocal you know, you get back around to that opportunity factor, you have the opportunity to change that stigma one on one with somebody else. And that can have like a ripple exponential ripple effect out in the community. More so, of course, if you're engaged in social media or podcasts like this, or, um, you know, any sort of public format, but even just like, even if you're not a person who aspires to do any of those things, you have the opportunity to change even your whole family dynamic yep. by being, yep. you know, by being vocal about, Hey, look, this isn't something that I had to do necessarily. This is something I chose to do.
0: Yeah. And I honestly, I feel like that starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. That starts with like you in the mirror. Like I'm so much better. I'm so much happier. I'm getting Prettier, getting wiser, <laughs> yeah. growing younger.
1: It's true. You start,
0: to, you start to kind of walk a little taller because mm-hmm. of that. And then that's that thing where people start to notice it's that attraction versus promotion bit. Yeah. You know, where people go, What's she got that I don't got?
1: <laughs> it's true. I do feel like, you know, there's so much even if you don't even consider the confidence boost that you get from not drinking and not having all the mental anguish and the whole just bullshit cycle of it all, Uh like the fact that you feel better and you look better and your belly doesn't feel all bloated with whatever, like Mm -hmm. fermented distended liquid that's just in there trying to be processed. It's, um, through your
0: face, through your quick face
1: my face looks so much better than it did. And I look so, I, it's not right. Like I'm 44, there's only, there's only so much I can turn the back, back the clock at this point, but I do look pe- back at pictures of myself from a few years ago and I do look younger and you know, it, it does make me feel better. I'm doing things now that I could have not done, um, you know, even six months ago or not six yeah. months ago, but when I was drinking, you know.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. And like, there is no chemical pill potion lotion that can <laughs> do for you what sobriety can do.
1: That's true. Whether
0: it's physical, mental, emotional, f- spiritual. I mean, and so, okay. So we're talking about how we wear sobriety as, you know, for me, it's a fashion thing. Cause that's just how I can, it's an analogy that works for me, but it's like, how you wear it. And last time we talked about, you know, being out sober. And this time we're kind of talking about like, you know, like just envisioning yourself at a party, you know, and just being like that person that's just happy and funny and having fun. And you know, yeah, that
1: visualization too is huge. I never even thought about that before, but even just being able to visualize these different ways that you can wear it without even, before you even have that opportunity, because it will allow you to get excited about those events, you know, and excited about being there and being sober versus being all worried about, oh, I'm not going to have a drink because that's such the big early concern, right? People are like, oh, what are my friends going to think? What am I going to hold on to? What do I do with my hands? You know, what do I do? You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I think that like kind of in your own mind for me, um, you know, like I'm, I feel like I've only been sober for five minutes. Like I do not have any authority to be like, so sobriety is, you know, like I've been sober for, I just got my shoes laced for a freaking (laughs) marathon. So,
1: and for actually, those who don't know, Sarah just crossed the one year threshold. Yeah, so it's one year ever so, humble.
0: <laughs> yeah. You've got to be, you've got to be. And so I just feel like I just now embrace the whole, like, I don't drink. I don't drink. Yeah. I don't drink. And for a while it was like, um, I quit drinking. Yeah. I, I'm not drinking. I, I just quit drinking. And you know, the whole, like, I can't drink that works for some people. Some people wear that. Well, you know, that like you mean, like,
1: I can't drink because I've got to take antibiotics or some shit that yeah, they
0: like. I can't, like, it's not, it's this thing that's, you know, the rules, it's beyond me, you know, I don't have to take accountability oh. for it, you know, like, yeah, I can't, I'm allergic, you know, or I, I can't drinking doesn't work with me, and that that works well, you know, for a lot of people because then you don't have to like own that, you can just mm-hmm. like, I can't, but I feel like I just now. been able to get enough days behind me to say oh I don't drink yeah and then like when you think about other people at a party which we we think about other people a lot less in sobriety I think you know we're we're kind of able to be inside of ourselves and just worry about our own shit but (laughs) when you think like she doesn't drink I just think it's a lovely a lovely like oh look at her she is glowing (laughs) isn't she (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you we hope that's how we're perceived, right? And we can because we can yeah. stand taller, we can smile, we don't have to be hunkered down in the corner with our little alcohol-free beverage, like juice box. We, yeah, exactly. We don't have to leave the party early, although that's important for some people if they're feeling triggered for sure. Um you have to know yeah, your or
0: life. just annoyed. Yeah. Or just annoyed because I'll be honest there was some times where I would be kind of tempted, you know, you're at a wedding, you're at a pool party, you're at this thing, you're somewhere fancy and you go, dang, but then you just, you just sort of wait it out. You go, I don't want to have to reset my days and I just all this mental health. I'm, you know, basking in. And then about 20 minutes later, the alcohol starts kicking in and people just look not so, cute not so and it's not about attractiveness it's just about
1: it's about what they say too right because they just repeat themselves I didn't realize how bad I repeated myself until a other people told me and then b I started listening to drunks when I was sober and I was like god drunks suck
0: yeah like no I don't want to hear a secret (laughs) don't need you to tell me a secret (laughs) like back to the whole fashion thing it's just like you just look so much better you're just it's not about looks it's like you're just are so much more higher
1: yeah you're you you're not wearing your five vodka drinks and trying to see through the haze and communicate through the poison, you know, you're just, you being there talking to somebody and you can remember all the shit, you know, it's like, (laughs) and I mean, I don't know how much you feel like this too, but like the more that I embrace the idea of never drinking again or putting it out of my mind and just accepting I don't drink and and owning it and, yeah. and really celebrating it in a way. The more I celebrate it, the easier it is for me to, to deal with all the triggers that still come up because like you said, you might see something and it'll trigger an old moment or an old memory that you're like, Oh, that was fun, you know. Yeah, because, you know, we're only human, and we did have fun. That's the tricky part too. When you yeah. do just get to the crossroads and you don't hit the rock bottom, you struggle with these these feelings of like, well, they weren't all bad ideas, or they weren't all well, bad it's association. It's
0: all association. Did you read the Annie Grace book? I hate to be like that librarian who's like, did you read this book? (laughs) Uh, The Annie Grace book, when she said that she was at a work conference or she was at some big hotel that had a big work conference in it and all these people, this group of people show up and they're just bedraggled from a day of work conference. Just, ugh. They plunk down at the table. The waitress comes, they order a round of drinks. The drinks hadn't even come. The waitress is walking away and they're already happier they're just like bubbly like oh it's about to be fun they so it's like alcohol does not actually make for fun it's this association that we've been conditioned to understand that it's fun it's classy you're exotic you're adventurous you're beautiful you know and it's like actually it makes you feel worse
1: but yeah And that's part of the reason, right? Because that she was describing, because there's so much anxiety built up in your system from the drinks you just had 24 hours ago that you're just like relieved that your drink is on the way that you can get on out of your mental space. But when you don't have that at all, and you're no longer in the shit cycle, like you, that's completely, that's not even a factor for you. And you don't even have that to get over, you know, that's
0: smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. That's, That's not real. Yeah. You know?
1: That's that's the man behind
0: the curtain at the Wizard of Oz. It's like, you look behind that curtain and you're like, this isn't a magic talking head. This is a dude. This is just a regular (laughs) (laughs) thing.
1: Right, and now it's like, this isn't, an amazing experience brought mm-hmm. to me from Napa, California. Exactly. This is a poison in a bottle that kind of tastes like Oak that I probably spat spit out the first time I had it. And yeah. now, you know, I've just been conditioned to enjoy it over 20 years. Yeah. And yeah. That's the so thing. That
0: association, like you said, like, that's what we're, that's what we're kind of like overcoming.
1: Yeah, it's true. And these, wearing it like confidently and embracing it helps me to just squash all those things. You know, I hear about people who are, you know, go to parties and they, they're, you know, maybe they're not, and I don't think you have to be out to every single person, but I think there is some level of acceptance and embracing and that you need to, or you hope that you can arrive to, it certainly helps. I'm not, I'm like you, I've got even less time than you. I'm about to hit nine months. I've just put my shoe on. I don't even have the fucking laces on yet. You're about you know? to get born. I know. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, it's exciting and yeah. I want to be excited about it. And I want to think forward about like embracing how I wear it, how I portray myself instead of thinking forward as, Okay, this is the only way forward for me. Like, I'm yeah. just not a drinker now. Me, you know, yeah, totally.
0: So I think it's. I mean, we've been conditioned since we were children to romanticize alcohol, and what we're doing now is we're romanticizing sobriety. Yeah. And another thing is, my daughter's eight, and um, I love clothes. I love fashion. And she's just now starting, she's got like paper doll set. She's got like this cool illustration set or you dress the doll, you know, and we're trying to just let her explore that form of art without, you know, the objectification and all that, whatever. Anyway, one thing we talk about is you can be creative and exciting wearing things as long as you're the one wearing it and it's not wearing you. Yeah. And I feel like that's how it is with sobriety because sometimes in the beginning, like sobriety was wearing me. I Mm -hmm. wasn't really wearing it because I decided to do it. Um, because I knew it was the right thing to do. And I wanted to just explore, you know, what it would do for my mental health. And yeah, I was still tempted when you first in early recovery, you're just like, you're missing out, you know, until you get those neural pathways kind of hacked out and you've got that trail that you can walk and then you wear sobriety. It's not wearing, you. How do and you that think to that thing where you said it's your opportunity to redefine that stigma to others when you're wearing it and then maybe they can start romanticizing sobriety.
1: I was wondering how you think you get to that how you turn that corner from, you know, sobriety wearing you to you wearing it. What do you think that how did that look like for you and was there a clear and defined moment where that sort of change happened that you could see?
0: I just wanted, for me, I wanted to be able to um, have it be something I was committed to and not go, I'm sober now! And you wear it, not that there's, and, and and then you go back to drinking. Yeah, not that there's a stigma to relapsing, but I kind of I, I hold myself to some ridiculous standards sometimes and I thought, until I know I can do this, I'm not going to let anyone know because I don't want to fail in front of anybody <laughs> <laughs> even though my whole like, adult life was a failure because I was too busy looking for the fucking bar. <laughs> but- There's that
1: are so concerned with failure. And I think we're protecting ourselves as well Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. beginning, because we, we need that cushion around ourselves because if we fail to ourselves, that's really hard as well. Yeah.
0: And it's like, is that like the ego, you know, that thing, like my ego is not my amigo where it's like, (laughs) stop thinking about yourself, about what other people think about you so Mm -hmm. much. Why don't you get inside your head, clear out all the clutter and just go, I'm going to do what works for me. I'm going to keep myself healthy and safe. I'm going to follow this path. I'm going to commit to my health, you know? Yeah. It's like, so I think, for me, that was that. What about you?
1: You know, I I think that the biggest things I've noticed, or, well, there's so many, right? There's so many things in this whole yeah. big universe of a journey of sobriety. But yeah. I kind of feel like I notice, I can see now when I'm kind of trending toward risk and like maybe relapse Uh and I can see like maybe I'll engage less or I'll kind of pull myself away from the communities a little bit or I'll start like allowing in those thoughts that might like I fully have accepted that I can't moderate for instance I've Uh tried for 20 years I know that I can't moderate Yep. But I do let in thoughts that come in that will be like, but what about vacation? You yeah. know, and things like uh-huh. that. And so then there's this there's this whole other level of like some sort of moderation scenario that I've had just that I've kind of had to overcome or I'm currently working to overcome and I kind of already know my answers around that like I'm happier in sobriety I have no intentions of returning to drinking but those those feelings are still there and I don't want to just sweep them under the rug so I'm trying to like pull them out dust them off examine them Mm -hmm. and in in committing and like just being kind of like that shining beacon of light that we talked about before, yeah. just like embodying sobriety and just kind of being like, this feels good. I'm going to share how I feel with others, even if yeah. you're not a thousand percent perfect. Right. Because none right. of us are perfect. Um but that what we're still allowed to share the positivities we're, you know, and even our, even our small, like nuance cravings, things, those all inform like our sobriety. So I kind of For feel sure. like these things along the way have helped reinforce my wearing of it. Like that I want to wear it. Like sometimes when I think like, should I maybe, what if I am in a situation and then, you know what? I'll tell myself, don't worry about the what ifs, like, yeah. Just think about, you know, how great this makes me feel. And then that kind of just makes everything else just disappear. Yeah. And um, that's just kind of the way I've, I've gone forward. But, um, but I mean, I get excited about it. I get excited about like what, not, not just what I like what um, year one and beyond is going to look like. Cause that was the other thing. I started worrying about year one. I really wanted to get to the year mark. And I started realizing that I was looking forward to the year mark so that I could drink again or part of me was. Not that I really Uh wanted to drink, but that in my mind, I was like, if I get to a year, maybe I'll be healed, you know? (laughs) And so I really needed to like examine that more. And I think just getting excited about like my potential, um, as just a human being person to person and helping, keeping others sober, helping, keeping myself sober, helping uh, to just, just be a positive example. That stuff helps me like
0: totally. to stay
1: sober because it's not just, I'm not, I'm a selfish person. We all are, I suppose, a bit. Yeah, we are, we are.
0: but we be alive. Yeah. Right.
1: But it really helps me to think about others in order to remain sober. It just does like, because if it's just about me, then it's kind of like, I guess I could drink again. Who cares? It's just me, you know, but when I think about my actions and impacting somebody else that maybe has less sobriety than me and they're looking to me for advice or just that they're in it with me, they feel in it with me. And if I fail, they may fail that, instantly like erases the desire to drink so uh
0: uh-huh. so back there you said what about vacation and yeah. I feel like we are always being confronted with the ways we were conditioned to romanticize alcohol
1: yeah for sure you know
0: for it for us to envision ourselves on the beach you know or whenever I'm dressed up in a fancy outfit I don't know why yes. but just, that is a trigger for me but I think that, you know, when we're wearing our sobriety and we're taking it as an opportunity to kind of show it off and romanticize sobriety and show that we're wearing it and it's not wearing us, um, it's, it, it does help promote that like greater awareness of sobriety.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. What do you think, um, what do you think it's going to look like for you year two? Like, what do you get excited about and how you portray this part of yourself that has just become such a huge part of yourself to others? What do you get excited about?
0: Do you know what I get excited about? I get excited about like, not ha- I mean, just being like, I don't drink and then not having to be like, yeah, it just, it just helps me less be, be less anxious and it helps with the depression and the anxiety. Like I don't have to make excuses.
1: Yeah. You know, like that thing
0: where you just, you're simply wearing it. And then also I spent 4th of July weekend with a dear good friend of mine who quit drinking. She used to, we used to be bartenders together and we would drink. (laughs) And, um, she's like three years. She's probably about three and a half now sober. And we were sitting at this, 4th of July event. There was a band playing. And I'm like, so how often do you think about your sobriety? And she's like, almost never. And I was like, well, not just like not drinking, but even just like the gratitude for it, you know? Cause for me right now, I feel like sobriety is still kind of new. And so it's like falling in love where every song is about that, you <laughs> know? And every, somebody posted on the IAS app, like, this big flight of stairs. And they said, this reminds me of sobriety. This is an analogy because if you want to get out, you got to climb those stairs. You can't just sit here at the bottom and wallow, you know, you got to get up. And so that thing where it is just this ingrained part of me and I don't think about it a whole lot, you know, and not that I, don't enjoy thinking about it right now or that it takes up too much of my time you know it's like I'm thinking about the gifts and the symbols you know there's a butterfly on a flower outside and I'm like that's sobriety you know (laughs) no but
1: it is though and it's beautiful it is but I guess
0: in short I look forward to having sobriety just be this thing I don't think about you know like my tattoos like my like you know what I mean like it's just this thing that's part of who you are that you simply wear.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's a really cool thing to think about too. I, I I think too, because we do end up like reconditioning ourselves and we spend so much time like working on our perspective because that perspective shift is massive. That's
0: that's what it all is. That's, that's the root of it. It's not, not picking up a drink. It's Mm -hmm. shifting your perspective. Right. That's, that's what, the whole process is
1: right. And, you know, as amazing as it is, it does get exhaustive, you know, to, to just like, to constantly be, no, I don't feel this way. I don't want that margarita. I'm doing this. You know? yeah, I'm
0: good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it does back to fashion. Stuff. I think that any good look, any well executed, anything, um, they describe it as effortless.
1: Yes. She was
0: effortlessly elegant. She was effortlessly chic. You Do know? you think
1: it was effortless though? Because effortless
0: takes effort. I know. That's what I
1: was gonna say. It's <sighs> it's a perfect analogy, really, because it's like it looks effortless, but you know they put a lot of thought into that look. A lot of work
0: behind the curtains, and totally that is so what sobriety is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this thing where you can float into a room and float out of it (laughs) and but you've been doing the work you've planned it all out and you spent the time and you you measured twice and you cut once you know and you you examine yourself and you make changes and you do growth you know and and then you you're effortless Mm -hmm. effortlessly elegant effortlessly chic
1: but it takes time. It's like, it's like, you're not going to necessarily get that look down right away. No, for sure. Yeah. And
0: even if you are, even if you do want to waltz out there, you, you quit it's day one and you go, guess what? I'm sober now, ladies and gentlemen, my applause is for you. My hat's off to you. Wear it. Mm -hmm. It, You know, if you can wear it and you want to, you know, be effortless as long as you're doing the work behind the scenes, yeah, wear it.
1: It's really encouraging to see and some of the new sobriety people might not know all the names, but like, you know, the Holly Whitakers of the world who are really wearing sobriety confidently and saying, fuck alcohol. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's also a a great writer. Well, what's her name? Lada Dan, the one from New Zealand about the lighthouse. (laughs) She, Mm -hmm. um, she, she is also the same way. And I think the more there, are, there are numerous people like this, especially women, um, yeah. who are out there making this, you know, this public stance. And it's really nice to see that trending in that direction, I think. And yeah. it's, it's going to be critical over the next, even in some of the younger people, I feel like there's numerous, um, stories you can read about millennials, not drinking
0: as much as like maybe I really our generation. Do. So It'll be really it's, interesting. It's totally Get- happening and I I'm I know I've said it before but I'm just going to say it again. My husband's a brewmaster, he makes beer for a living and so we have all the like periodicals and journals of, you know, Beer Today, Beer Journal, all of it. And the non-alcoholic beer scene is on the rise. Um business-wise, I think it's just an untapped portfolio, but also there's a demand for it out in the market. All those CrossFitters and the, you know, all those guys, they, they just want to be able to crack a beer while they're camping and hike early in the morning.
1: Yeah. And it's, true. it's
0: I think it's, I do think it's happening. That said, it doesn't need to be trending for me to participate.
1: That's true.
0: Make my own waves.
1: <laughs> I love the, I love the sort of it's easier too, as well, like being able to combine sobriety with like healthy lifestyle choices is, is really amazing to me. Like now I'm embracing more like hiking and exercise and things because I can, I've yeah. always been enjoyed. I've always enjoyed those things, but now I can do them. And you know, that's just another cool benefit of it all. I think. Yeah.
0: And like, you can go for a run and have it like benefit your body and mind and spirit. Rather than you go for a run and all it does is get you back to zero because <laughs> it just gets all the oh, it does is sweat all the body. toxins out. <laughs> yeah, It's like you actually can gain from, I know
1: it. that's what I always felt like that all the exercise I ever did in the past was just like working off the bottle of wine. I had consumed the night before. <laughs> <sighs> when you think about how many years I just spin my wheels literally for nothing It's just a bit sad, (laughs) but I don't look back on those things and I have no regrets. Like I wouldn't go back. And if I could go back and do things differently, I don't know that I would, because it's, it's really changed and given me a whole different sense of appreciation in life. And if, you know, having that struggle has allowed me to not take so many other things for granted. So I'm actually grateful for it.
0: There's a quote, I think it's Laura McCowan and she says, I'm gonna butcher it. Gosh, I hope <laughs> I get the ding, the, the punch of it. But it's something about the deeper the sorrow cuts, the greater capacity for joy. Oh, wow. And I, I, that's one of the things I just love about sobriety is all these sober baddies that you meet. And you don't have to have that, like living out of your car, rock bottom story, you yeah. know? And even if you do, I love it. But you don't have to have that. It's like, we all just have this appreciation for what we have. And I also have said before that I have a handful of sober people in my life. I've got an aunt, I've got an uncle, my my marriage counselor um, among them. And, you know, no amount of anything they could have said or done or written to me (laughs) would have really made me choose sobriety. It's the thing that's so great about it is that you're the one that picks it out and puts it on and goes, this rocks.
1: Yes, I love that. Oh, well, it was so good talking to you today. I hope that our listeners got some cool nuggets of wisdom or even that we just cracked open some new thought pathways because, you know, making this choice, choosing to wear it, whether or not you're, you're out there wearing like <laughs> sobriety, like a shining beacon or, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, it's great to be able to put it on, strut around in it and just feel like it's yours.
0: Yeah. Cause it's couture. It's yeah. custom, <laughs>
1: <Sure>. <laughs> And we pay for that shit. We do.
0: Yeah. It's the <laughs> highest end. It's the highest end. Oh girl. It's always such a joy to just meet up with you and just solve the world's problems
1: (laughs) or solve the solve the drinking world's problems
0: (laughs) yeah just like share our thoughts and ideas so
1: um so yeah come tune back in we will be um coming back in another couple weeks with some more fun sober baddies topics
0: sober baddies all right adios